Salutations! And welcome to the 69th episode of the In The House podcast, the official podcast of Scouts' House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am pumped up to be here tonight. What which show is this? This is episode number 69. <laughs> That's it. All right. Okay. That's Thank, it. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm your host, Evan Floyd, and I am an employee of Louisville City Football Club. Anything I say is my opinion alone and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the team, our sponsors, or any of our affiliates. And it's probably wrong anyway. And is probably inaccurate. Uh, we're coming to you from a uh, gorgeous back room at yeah. Monik in Germantown. Should Place be a is fun cool, room. man. Uh, we were we lived here while it was being built, yeah. and I've, I've got actually a fun fact. Okay. They have tables that are made out of bowling alley wood. Yeah. Okay, so they were made out of the lanes from a bowling alley. The bowling alley that they were that the lanes come from was the bowling alley I used to go to as a child in Westchester, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you find that out? So, uh, because I lived across the street while this place was being built, I struck up a a relationship with uh, the proprietor. All right. Uh, I mean, not even a friendship, not even just a relationship. Yeah. And uh, when they were bringing those in, I said, those are really cool. Are those bowling alley planks? And he said, yeah, a place shut down in Cincinnati, and they were selling these things off. And uh, we thought they looked really cool when we had them made into tables. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm from Cincinnati, kind of. Uh, what Do you know what bowling alley? And he said, yeah, it was a place called Princeton Bowl. And I was like, seriously, that was oh. the bowling alley that I would play at as a child. That so. is the most delightful of coincidences. It's super weird, isn't it? And so uh, really pleased that that is the case. Uh, but... Anyway, fun facts aside, we're that here tonight fun. in Monic. It's, 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 it's an nice. anecdote. Yeah. Uh, we're here tonight in Monic, and uh, I'm going to need some help to cover the most historic, well-known, and important rivalry in the history of, yeah. if not athletics, soccer at least. At least. And so uh, to do that, to do that, I'm going to need my partner. And my partner tonight is coming to you live from the arrivals gate at LaGuardia Airport in New York City, Andy Frederick, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Andy. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm fine. LaGuardia is terrible. Isn't it? It's just awful, man. It's awful. The good thing is that I can basically yell and no one cares. Somebody else is yelling too. <laughs> sure. Um, you are, in fact, going to New York tomorrow. I am. Uh, are you flying into LaGuardia no. or JFK or here's, Newark? Here's the worst part. Flying into Newark, man. Newark! Oh, oh, oh. Just the wrong state. No big deal. Oh, yeah, flying into Newark and take the train in there you go. to New York City. So, well, You got anything good on your agenda? Uh, yeah, we're going to go to the MoMA. Heard of it. We're going to go to the Met. Heard of it. Uh, there are a few bars we're going to check out, some restaurants we're going to check out. Yeah. I'm going with work people, so it's... Uh, avoiding your wife? Avoiding your... You, you intentionally didn't invite your very pregnant wife? I didn't say that. Uh-huh. Those are your uh-huh. words. Those are your words, not mine. Andy, we've got, uh, we've got Indianapolis this week. Uh, you're going to miss... I am. ...the 17,812th 
iteration of the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association. Oh man, whatever, whatever bar or restaurant we're at, I'm going to ask them to put it on. If they've got ESPN Plus, if you call ahead and ask for ESPN Plus, they'll be able to play it. So we're putting this on. Everybody, shut up and watch this. If you can find, even in New York City, a New York Red Bulls 2 fan, I'll give you some piece of merch. Oh, I know. It's Good luck. Our, our, I mean, our, our mutual friend Jeff Loudon even said, he was yeah. like, no one cares about Red Bulls. So, you're traveling. Uh, yep. We got the game this weekend. Yep. Uh, let's, let's bring in a guest, because we've yeah, got dude. one tonight, and I don't want to bury the lead. And no one wants to listen to just us. No, no as, as has been proven by our listenership yes. numbers, yeah. but we don't have we the guess. We have the facts. We yeah. have the figures that show that. There's data. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are joined by a Scouse's House ambassador. We are yeah. joined by the head honcho at Paul's Fruit Market, the lead sponsor of Scouse's House. We are joined by a Liverpool fan. Yeah. We are joined by a hey. Lou City super fan. Yeah. We are joined by all of those people in one. In one person. And his name is Graham Thompson. How are you doing tonight, Graham? I'm doing very well, Evan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome thank aboard. You. Please, you're too, you're too kind. You're too kind. Yes, I've act, for those of you listening at home, I've actually been told by multiple people I could pass for uh, Brian Ombi's shorter, stockier twin brother. Frankly, I have played recreational soccer with Graham. Oh, okay. He was a member of the Greyhounds for an inaugural member of the Greyhounds. Indeed. Uh, and uh, I can tell you affirmatively that he plays similarly to Brian Ownby. If Brian Ownby kept his head down. <laughs> Graham's go- entire goal in playing soccer is to bowl people over. Yeah. Indeed. And he is great at it. Good. I know. And I will proudly say that I have approximately one... One thousandth of the stamina that Brian Ombi has. You are extremely dangerous over forty <laughs> second intervals. I mean, I am. I am. That forty seconds? That's generous, yeah. man. Hey, it's better than my twenty. <laughs> hey, do, they, do they give out cards in rec league soccer? They yes. do. Do they really? They do. Blue cards. Blue cards, which is more of like a hockey penalty what? where you have to sit in the box out off the pitch for. What, two, two three minutes? minutes? Yeah, two minutes or five, depending Do, on what the yeah. penalty is. Yeah. One of our keepers actually got a, uh, a double blue card and was ejected oh, no. from the game. <laughs> and was ejected from the it game. Was, yeah. it, was, it was fair. He was it was a stud. Well, you don't wear studs at indoor, but it was a it was a harsh foot up tackle. It was a harsh foot up tackle challenge from the opposing team, and he reacted. Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> it was a dangerous challenge, but he could have handled it better, and the ref sent him off for his retaliation more than yes. if, yeah but that's neither here nor there I have never personally received a blue card in my indoor soccer days it's never happened uh, but I pushed the referees to the very very hairy edge we actually had a referee last night who was abysmally bad abysmally okay. bad alright and uh, I, I abused them until they're like dude shut up <laughs> And so uh, that's that's my that's my key. It's it's time to stop. Is uh, dude, shut up. And they almost all have that in their back pocket. Would, like, would you call that just a, a, a purple card, if you will? Just a, a, quick, a, a precursor to the blue card. It's like you're you're yeah. you're halfway there. Yeah. But you're not quite. It's like a beige card. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 friend. <laughs> Come on. I didn't say anything about your mother. Like that kind of. <laughs> so. 
No, it's uh, it's nice to have you on the show, Graham. And uh, yeah, Graham's insight will be uh, helpful and useful throughout the whole process. Graham, I've never noticed how majestic your beard is. It is. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, that thing is. That's a, <laughs> like I've talked to you several times, right? Like seen you at games, seen you at functions, like. But only now, sitting across from you, do I, know, I this really table, this like, table's only two and a half foot wide. You yeah, realize. <laughs> How big your beard it's is. It's all to deflect from the, the fact that I've had no hair on the top of my head since I was 22. It's right? working. Yeah, yeah it I, I, I buzzed it down one day when I was real young, and then when it started to grow back, that's when the the driveways, as I call them, which are the <laughs> each side of my receding hairline started to sh- rear their ugly heads, no pun intended, and it's like, ah, well, let it ride. I guess yeah. I'm a shaved head guy now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I admire people who commit to it. It's the, yeah, it's the dudes who try to pretend like they're not bald. Now, let's even beyond the comb over, which is obviously the worst thing on earth. Oh yeah, you get it. even the guys who are just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep the stubble. I'm gonna keep the the. the come on, if you're bald, be it. bald. Yeah, in the 21st century too, there there are so many products and apparatuses available. And if you don't want to be bald, then don't be bald. I know. But if know, you are yeah. bald, then be bald. There are just as many products to help you embrace your baldness. Yeah, exactly. the, luckily yeah. for me, the gods blessed me with a symmetrical head. So they did. It's, as opposed to my crater dome. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It works well. Because in all reality, my, my real chin is up here, <laughs> about three inches further towards my face than my beard would lead you to believe but it's uh it's one of the truly admirable beards yeah, in Lou City fandom oh I'm I'm honored uh, <laughs> and, uh, no. truly honored okay <laughs> so uh I have a confession that I okay. need to make at this point so Andy and I from our very first episode we wanted to have some sort of gimmicks and uh one of the gimmicks that oh, we yeah. contrived was the coin toss that we would toss a coin, and that would determine if we were going to do a game preview or a game review first. And we've done that more or less for every episode of the show. Except, here's the uh, here's the, the the concession I'm willing to make at this point. We have not truly tossed a coin no, this year. It's, no, we haven't. We, uh, we, no, have, we have physically we tossed like, coins. Yeah. But even so, we never paid attention to what actually resulted from the coin toss. Oh, no, yeah. No, we've been cheating. We have been saying that it was a Tails the entire year (laughs) because we prefer to start with a game review as opposed to a game preview because chronologically it makes sense. It makes more sense. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, we said that we were going to keep saying it was Tails until somebody caught on. And either nobody caught on on or... (laughs) Yeah, it's either nobody caught on or people caught on and just didn't care. Yeah, it's one of the above. Or that there is no one listening. As I mean, a as a listener myself, I will I will admit I never caught on. Yeah, so. not not once. Oh, well. now that you say something, I feel like I need to backtrack. Just blowing our cover. <laughs> Premier, I, I never caught, I never caught on one time. I believe we have had something in the neighborhood of twenty six consecutive shows with a tail. Oh my! And yeah. so uh, we're not. I'm, I don't want to pretend anymore. I can't lie to you, the listener, anymore because I care about you too much to continue <laughs> to lie. And also because usually Andy and I are so broke we don't have a quarter. Oh, yeah. Andy is a soon-to-be father whose money needs to go towards that, and I am a moron. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, we rarely have a quarter anymore, and not everyone is as courteous as Howie was to bring no, his own. He brought quarter. his own, man. 
Also, people stole them. There were. There were a couple of stolen quarters. Players stole Heathens. Them. Yeah. Pat McMahon stole one yeah. one time. Oh, Patty. You're better than that, buddy. Come on, bud. So, at any rate, I'm just going to come out and say it. We're not doing it anymore. Assume it was a Tales every week because we're starting with game reviews. Yeah. So, let's talk about the most recent game that we've played, which was against North Carolina FC. We played on Saturday afternoon. Uh, home game. And we take the win, guys. Four three, in a row. Huge three, three points. Scorcher. Huge. Huge scorcher. Huge three points. Yeah. Big time win. And honestly, it was hot. But it was a scorcher not as bad as it could have been. No, It absolutely. could have been 94. Instead, it was absolutely. 86. Yeah. And I'll take that. It was a beautiful day. It was beautiful. I will, I will admit, I had family in town that week. And I was actually able, not able to attend the game. But I was at... A, another local brew pub here in the city in the air conditioning. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Enjoy. But got to watch it on their big drop screen. And when that almost seemingly awkward set piece header just kind of just sort of trickled in, flopped into the goal, oh, yeah. I, I jumped out of my seat and well, here's squealed like a banshee. And everybody looked at me like I was a fool. But they put Paco <laughs> up on the screen, right? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, they did. But when you watch it, it's like, so like five people just scored that goal. Yeah. <laughs> so like Paco really, when you watch it, really Paco just had to like lean forward with the ball on his chest. So I'm going to let you guys a little bit behind the veil now. Okay. A little bit behind the veil. Ooh, please so do. at a soccer game for the stuff that makes it up onto the board, specifically cards, substitutions, and goals. Okay. There is a person who is called the Red Hat. And the red hat is the person who is the liaison between three agencies, the team, okay. the referees, and the TV broadcast. Oh my. Okay? And that person has on a headset, and they also have on a walkie-talkie, and they sit at that table in between the two benches. And that is the red hat. And the home team has to supply the red hat. Okay. okay. The Red Hat's job, amongst other things, is to call out who things were when they happened. All right? So a goal scored, and they say, goal by number 19, assisted by number 11. And then the board knows what to do, and then the TV truck knows what to do, and the referees mark down where it was. Except the referees get to mark it on their own, and they are the ones who tell the Red Hat if he doesn't see it clear. So the referee determines who scored that goal. They write it down in the same book they write down the yellow or red cards in. But eventually the two have to corroborate. Everybody's got to get together. But you want it as quickly as possible for the TV broadcast and for the the PA announcement and the video board. Yeah, of course. Because Lance can only say, Lou City, go before we got to have an announcement. And there are three employees down on the field beyond the Red Hat, and I'm one of them. And if the Red Hat doesn't see something clearly, they ask around for if there is anybody who's seen something clearly. And if the Red Hat or whatever doesn't say it very quickly, if someone saw it clearly, they say, hey, yellow card number 15. Easy. No one 
saw who scored that goal. <laughs> and so there's just silence over the, over the thing. It's just everybody hoping somebody else says something. Uh, somebody want uh, to chime in here? Or? And I'll admit, yeah, on the Cooper's end, I was sitting right behind the goal. I was as close as a person can be, as any person was, other than the goal scorers themselves. And uh, so after a moment of awkward silence, I spoke into the breach. Number five, Paco Craig. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. And uh, I say this knowing full well that I have no control over that. There is a, uh, there's an analytics group that works for the league that makes those determinations. So, like, in terms of league leaders and stuff like that, who we say score doesn't matter at all. Okay. Okay? Oh, but right. there's an analytics right. group that, that keep, compiles statistics, and if it's in question, they go back and they judge it. And that's how we now know it's a Magnus Rasmussen goal. Okay. <laughs> but in that moment, no one was saying anything, and I swear, from my angle, it looked like it came off of Paco's thigh. And so I announced Paco. And also, Paco goes tearing off yeah. and that's celebrates. What I saw. That's what and I so saw. you combine those two things to me, and I was like, goal number five, Paco Thrack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all I'm, he- what, all I'm hearing from what you have just said is that in real time, you have almost... Like soccer demigod like powers. Like Only you have for the video board. <laughs> Only for the video board. I have no control over the official statistics of the game or over what's actually being recorded by the league. I don't have any statistical powers at all. What I can do is direct the video. And frankly, I don't know, demigod powers is about right for me with the video board. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's me, baby. That's fair. But that's, well, when it when it happened, yeah, in the crowd. There was a general like, are we celebrating? Or are we not? Is yeah. that a goal? Is that yeah. a hair Is that what an are offside? Doing? Doing? Potential obstruction on the keeper. Like and there was when, a whole yeah. And then when mess. everybody when Paco like ran to the sidelines, everybody's like, well, yeah, right, it's absolutely, a goal. yeah, but yeah. it was nuts. It was like totally reactionary. Uh, even uh, even though I was not on the grounds that moment, a uh, spectator watching on television, I saw Paco shoot to the sideline. I yeah. was like. Well, oh hell yeah, Paco! Way to go, right. man! That's, that's it was great. it was an ugly goal, right? <laughs> but it, it wasn't counted. like it wasn't pretty by any means. No. But it went in. Yep. Yeah. Counts as a goal. It was a win against the number two team. Yep. Yep. I'll take the W. Big win. I don't care what it looks like. Cheers I'll take to the that. W. And it's cheers. cheers to that. And it's four in a row, which is starting to feel real. Like uh, the first two wins are against pretty bad teams. Yeah. And so it's just sort of, hey, Charlotte and Atlanta, we got some wins. Good. Need yeah. to get that feeling. And then Charleston on the road is like a real win. You're like, hey, we just beat a playoff team on the road. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah, absolutely. And then you come home and you get a win against the number two team in the league, and everybody's going, hey, oh, okay. here we go. Here we go. Yeah. But it's been a ramp up. Well, it's like a fighting game. Yeah. Right? It's like when you play Mortal Kombat. It's like, tr- you start is. out easy. That's a great and they analogy. Get harder as you go up, right? And yeah. everybody sort of assumes again this year that Phoenix will be the final boss. But uh, yeah. uh, hopefully we get there. So we get the win. Uh, I felt like watching the game, I was really proud of the performance from Pat and Sean again. Man. Played another really strong yeah, just game. Cra- Ab- it's, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. They solidified you that back oh, yeah. line. Uh, uh, Tosh with the two The two splits Yeah, the two splits At one point Dave O'Connell After the second one 
David O'Connell screams at the top of his lungs. He goes, Hulk Yoga! Hulk Yoga! <laughs> uh, really, really pleased with how the back line is sort of coming into its own. The defense over this run has been what's really been pleasant. Oh, yeah. We haven't given up more than one goal in this stretch. Uh, only fell behind the once, and that was to Char- uh, Charleston before coming back to get the win. Uh, feeling better about not getting beat on counters. Uh, feeling like in the center of the park, we're playing more consistently. I think Speedy is settling into that Paolo role, which is not really natural to him, right. but it's where we've had to leave him. Uh, and whether he's playing with Nile or Napo in the middle of the park, you feel better about that partnership all the time. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, I thought Magnus was pretty quiet in this game other than the goal. Right. Uh, I thought that Abdu was pretty quiet in this game. Yeah. He had the one nice sort of wheeling shot where it a foot and a half, yeah. and he's got it. Yeah. Yep. I feel like we always have at least one of those per game. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. I feel we, like there's always, there's a always poten- that one during the game. A, a that potential like worldie that's three just three inches yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. And it's in and like yeah. even if the keeper's there. Like because I know it's what you're talking about. The keeper was there, but it was one of those like if that had gone in. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. About. Right. And uh, Hopano has another one of those yeah. also where he uh, gets played in by Luke and puts it off the post. Bummer. Uh, Luke had a nice opportunity and uh, didn't wasn't able to find it. Ultimately, I thought that we played well, and I thought that we took North Carolina out of their game. Yes. Even even more than we played our game well, we took them out of their game. They just came off of huge wins over major rivals in New York Red Bulls and Pittsburgh. Those are two big teams, and they didn't just beat those teams. They beat the shit out of yeah. those teams. No, they, yeah, they, they came here expecting to beat us 3-0. Yeah. And... Didn't happen. It didn't. And they were most fast, certainly did and they not. were tough. And, you know, the first 10 minutes of that game, it looked like they had our number. It looked like they knew what we were doing. Yeah, I, I lost a couple fingernails in the first oh, 10, yeah. 15 I mean, minutes. It was, not, and then we yeah. settled in, and I thought pretty much controlled the game. Yeah. It felt like the better team for the majority of the game. It didn't feel – the goal itself felt fluky. Getting a win didn't feel fluky. But even before the goal, like, you could kind of watch North Carolina start to unravel. Yeah. Like, you watch them falling apart. No, I, I Because, like you said, you know, we weren't playing the game that they wanted to play. And you started to see that even before the goal. Yeah, especially in the second half. I, I felt like 1-0 to the, to the good guys was a justified result. Yeah. It felt, it felt reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I'm honest... I called the goal for Paco because it looked kind of like Paco had gotten a leg on it, and it uh, it felt like Paco had scored when he celebrated, but also because I was kind of hoping that when all the replays came out that it would be a from Oscar to Paco. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was at the minimum uh, from Magnus to Paco after Oscar had shot. We've never talked yeah. about that, though. Like, if... If, if it, like, ping-pongs a little bit, the pinballs a little bit from Oscar, but Paco ultimately puts it in, does that count as an Oscar What I'm saying, right. what I'm coming on here to announce tonight is that I am counting it. I'm counting it. So I'm not, I'm not uh, obligating any of the other participants in the From Oscar to Paco challenge, but I'm going 25 for this one. I think that it counts, and I'm good with donating the additional 25, which brings us up to $50 from me and at least $25 from three other parties. I'm going to count it. 
That's that's two fifties. The board said Paco. It's, I'm counting it. <laughs> I'm calling every goal for Paco. Every goal. It's gonna be like, uh, that was a penalty kick taken by Magnus. And we're like, nope, from no. Oscar to Paco. Paco's gonna look up at the board like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> What's it take to get a goal? Again, I want to reiterate that I have no power over, uh, over the official st- league statistics. Between now and the end of this, and now in the playoffs, Paco magically breaks the record. For Paco yeah. with 29. First defender in USL history to win the Golden Boot. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially so since he only had seen. one goal coming into week 20. Uh, no, it's been. Uh, it, I, I'm glad we got the win. It's nice to get a, a little. Little bit of momentum, um, and ultimately important for where we are. It's super frustrating that we have won four games in a row and have not made a step yeah. up the table. Still sitting in seventh place. Yeah. Still several points behind the teams ahead of us. Uh, right now, there is a clear dichotomy between the good teams and the bad teams, and the good teams are beating the bad teams, and that's it. Nice. And so the only way to pick up points right now is by being the team that beats the other good teams. It's frustrating. It is. There is the monkey on the back of, you know, we're one of those odd teams that, you know, we've there are other, there are many other teams in the league that have at least two or three games in hand on yeah. us. Right now and we are sitting in seventh, and Ottawa's right behind us, but they could theoretically leapfrog us. They could. Indy is sitting one spot ahead of us, and they could theoretically leapfrog all the way into first they with could. their games they have in yeah. hand. And then uh, Pittsburgh, also ahead of us, still has a game in hand on us. So, I mean, you're right. We're sitting right now where you're going, we've been playing really well lately. And yet, somehow, we could find ourselves in eighth. Without losing a game, without dropping a point, we could find ourselves in eighth. But that would still have us in the playoffs. It would. And it would still have us hosting a play-in game against whoever the nine seed was. And we... But right now, it's just like you'd like to start seeing some tangible results from the good results we're having on the field. No, I. Where yeah, would you like to be going into? Here's here's a, just a general question. Where would for both of you? Where would you like to be going into the playoffs? Where in the rankings would you like to be? Top four. Top, Top four. Make you feel good. I think we have right now. We're looking. Nashville has played one game ahead of us, and they're currently sitting in third, six points ahead of us. Yep. And granted, they have a slightly more favorable schedule going into the home stretch than we do. We still play them. We do. So you're saying they're six points up on us, and we have a game in hand on them, right? We do. So that means that if we win the game we have in hand, and then we beat them, it's even. We would have to beat them... In Nashville, sure. Which is it's I don't not, I don't I don't think is I don't think is an it's not going to be impossible easy. ask. It's it's not going to be easy. But here's the thing: we play, we still play games against almost all of the important teams ahead of us. We yep. play Indy this weekend. That's a team ahead of us. We play Pittsburgh the weekend after ahead of us. We have a little break with Hartford. Yep. And then we play New York. At home, and, yes. At home. And then we play Tampa at home. Yeah. And then we get a little break with St. Louis. And then we get Nashville on the road. And uh, then we finish a little weaker with Swope and Memphis. Uh, so, I mean, 
other than the last two games, where which should be, hey, let's get right for the playoffs. Other than that, it's a tough row to hoe right now because St. Louis is down right now, but they're a rival of ours, so they'll get up for that game. Which means that we've really, until we get to those last two games, we've only got one sort of layup, and that's Hartford. Yeah, and I feel like it's... And that's a road game. Well, it's truly going to be a testament to the skipper's tactics, you know, given our, our current layout, um, players healthy, unhealthy, otherwise you have to... Um, you have to consider the home stretch that we're going into. Who do you who do you rest? When do you rest them? When do you make your substitutions? How do you attack? How do you get goals early in the game to give yourself that sort of I don't want to say cushion because none of the, none of the games should be overlooked. Nothing nothing should be seen as easy, especially yeah, for sitting right. at seventh in Agreed. the league. But. And have dropped points to teams that are, you know, garbage. Absolutely. But I, I do I, – I have the utmost faith in Hack and, yep. his, and his ability to see us through and to make a strong run in the playoffs. If not, dare I, dare I say, challenge for that three – challenge for that three-peat. But, but there, there is – and th- this is another – not to uh, – not to stem off this conversation too deeply, I, I must say that it is, as a member of Scouse's House and just a general observer of all things Louisville City, it is very nice to see that this is, you know, the last two years when we've won the title. At this point in time in the year, you know, we were a little, little higher up in the standings. There was a little bit more confidence going to the playoffs. There was kind of a, an understanding we were going to have home field advantage and. Not that we were ever going to waltz into anything, because if everything we've won has been on merit hard and hard work. But this is the first season of the last three where we we kind of were, I don't want to say we're in limbo, but we're definitely not as dominant as we have been. And I think it's great for the league, it's great for the game itself, but it, it is really, really nice. In Scouse's house in particular, even with the Coopers, everybody that comes to these matches and everybody that I talk to, that people are unwavering in their support. Yeah, it's it's a it's I a agree. it's a fate that a lot of cities will face when they have a professional team. That oh uh, well, you're not competing for the title, so we're not going to pay attention to you anymore. Yeah, I have I have not picked up one iota of that through any supporter group in any form of fashion in Louisville, and it's it's really really nice to see. So it's a little bit my job to pay attention to that sort of thing. And so you don't say. <laughs> and so I mean, I catch the, the the outliers of people who start complaining when things get you know even remotely not great. But for the most part, I think you're completely right that it is mostly been a culture of we just won two titles. We're about to open a stadium. We can live with the idea of not being phenomenal this year. Absolutely. And especially with the knowledge that we might still be phenomenal this year. Yeah. yeah. Like it's we're nowhere we're nowhere yet in terms of determining what we're gonna be come playoff time. Yep. Paolo Del Piccolo still out there on the horizon. Brian Ownby back out there on the horizon. But the team we've got playing on the field right now, every game, is playing well and has won four straight games. Putting up numbers. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And now, I'm not expecting us to roll through the rest of the season unbeaten. It's just not what I'm expecting. we got a real tough slate of games upcoming. But 
by that same token, I do expect us to be competitive in all of those games, and I expect us to be dangerous come playoff time, regardless of how we do. So, let's talk specific indie. Alright? Game preview time. Lipask. Lipask. This is it. Lipa FC, Lipa FC, Lipa <laughs> FC. I like Lipask. I do too. But I'm, I'm down with the, uh, the, uh, the uh, purported inventor of Lipa FC says he calls it Lipa FC. That's what he calls it. Why? I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, that that's his business. Taylor Sorrells, we hear you in your pink belt. <laughs> uh, Alright, so the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest is Friday night. It's at 7. It's at Slugger Field. A uh, couple of little news and notes about it. Uh, before the event starts at 5 p.m., you can get out there and watch the power soccer game yeah. between the Indy Sudden Impact team and the Loose City Power Soccer. Uh, get out there and watch a competitive game of, uh, of wheelchair power soccer, which uh, we're really proud to have done the the kit unveiling and the demonstration last week, and now you get to watch some competitive yeah. uh, power soccer this week in the parking lot at the tailgate, 5 p.m. If you can get off work and get out there, then do it. It's really cool to watch. If you haven't yet, it's worthwhile. Uh, beyond that, Mariachi Band making the comeback for this week's game. Really? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a favorite when really? it happens. So we got the Mariachi Band, which I'm excited about. It should be, uh, should be fun. Um, it is fan appreciation night out at the stadium, and pretty much all of our sponsors that do giveaways are doing their giveaways at this game. So if you uh, get there and you are willing to make the walk of the concourse, uh, chances are you're going to be able to pick up something you're cool from something. one of the sponsors. You're going to be able free to stuff. some giveaways, some stuff, some stuff to sign up for, and you get a thing, yeah. or uh, coupons to a thing. Uh, I don't want to commit any of our sponsors in case they have a reason they can't be there, but I'll tell you, get up on the concourse for this game because there's cool stuff. I can tell you that the game is being sponsored by First Financial Bank, and that First Financial Bank is handing out some sick sunglasses. These are, think about what the sunglasses Lou City you've seen from them in the past. This is a 40% upgrade on those sunglasses. Oh my. Really? 40%, and they are great. I've already stolen a pair for myself and for my wife. You devil. But show up to the game. We're giving out, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the number, but it is a lot of sunglasses. Uh, you'll be able to find them around the concourse. You should, because they're great. I think we're also going to have some rally towels handed out, All some right. purple rally towels. Yeah. Mm, I do there's, like me a good rally towel. There's good stuff available at this game as appreciation from the front office and from the league to our fans. Get to the game. Unless you're Andy and you're in New York and you hate us. That seems excessive. All right. So uh, about the game itself. I spoke yesterday for 20 minutes on the phone okay. with Nipun Chopra, who is our resident Indy 11 fan. Okay. Uh, we spoke to him last year ahead of the Indy 11 game yep. and uh, also before the playoffs. He's as knowledgeable of a soccer fan as there is in the USL. Uh, with sock takes uh, and lower league America YouTube videos, you can watch or read Napoon anywhere you want. But he is uh, a truly great mind when you're talking about lower league soccer in this country. 
and he's also a diehard indie fan. And I said, what do you got for this game? Like, what's going on? And he says that they're as good as they look, that indie is that good. He says has that... Has Illich been playing? Illich has been playing lately, but he may have picked up an ankle knock uh, in this last game. So he may or may not be available yeah. for this one. He's been playing. He got a game winner recently. Okay. Uh, It'd be painful. Painful to watch him yeah. in, in another kit. I asked for... Admittedly. It would be. I mean, I love Illy. I do too, yeah. and I wish him nothing but the best. But Except for except for Friday. <laughs> except, except, except for, for good stuff. Except for this Friday evening. So... Uh, I asked him for what is the thing they do best, and he says the defense is as advertised. They've given up 16 goals through 21 games, 22 games. It's a really good defense. It's the best in goals per game, and they are legit. They they clog up the middle of the field. They frequently play with at least four, usually five men in the midfield. Oof. And they have a three-man back line. And so between those, you've basically got eight men behind the ball at all times. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, that's a minimum. Yeah. And he says that the defense is that good. But the reason they can afford to do that is because Tyler Pasher has been a force going forward for them. He's been able to create sort of on his own going forward. And he says, though, that that's also their weakness, is that they don't really have a plan B on offense, that it's kind of let Ioza or Iozi throw the ball forward okay. to Pasher, and, and if Pasher doesn't make something happen, then you won't. Now, Pasher's the guy who scored against us in the first game this year in a 1-1 draw, and uh, he did it that way. Basically, they threw the ball up forward to him, and he made a couple of guys miss, and they scored a goal. He's good. They have a lot of historically great strikers in Dane Kelly and Ilya Illich, yep. and uh, they had Inavoldson until they just let him go, and Eugene Starikov. They've got goal scorers historically, but it's pretty much just been Pasher or nothing this year in terms of how their offense goes. Uh, I thought that Diakite gave us more trouble than anybody in this last game by being fast and being aggressive and being scary. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't always play. He is sort of custom-built to be a problem against us, but he doesn't always play. Okay. And so if he plays, his speed is worrisome. If he doesn't play, obviously all to the good. Uh, He told me that the X factor is Ayoza and his great cross-field passing. And he told me that the, the unsung hero on this team is Tyler Gibson in the midfield, that he's their Paolo Del Piccolo. That he keeps things greased, he th- keeps things moving, he shuts down anything that's going the other direction, and then has great distribution going forward. So in the midfield, keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on. Okay. And then finally, he gave me this tidbit that Patty Barrett, of former Cincinnati fame, is a guy to keep your eye on in defense. That he is really strong in the air, and he is really strong if he can square up the ball. But if you've got quick and shifty offensive players, Antoine Hopeno, <laughs> Abdu Baki Jam, if you've got guys like that, that if you can get Patty Barrett turned around, he, his footwork's not great, and you can sort of mess with him, and you can maybe get him off balance and get All yourself right. a goal. All right. 
And so that's what Nipun, Nipun told me. Nipun, if I mischaracterize you in any way, feel free to lambast me online. Does he listen to this? Uh, I think when I tell him that I'm going to mention him, probably. Okay. But uh, beyond that, no. I think he likes me and uh, thinks I'm a not bad fan, but he also thinks, you know, I don't care that much. Right. right. So uh, he also says Phoenix is as good as advertised. And uh, he also thinks that uh, the scariest team to him, once you take Indy and Lou City out of it, because I didn't want him to have to judge it in front of me, says the scariest team to him is New York Red Bulls too. I feel the same. All right. Thanks, Nabroon. Now, that's more information than I'm usually able to give you about the opponents. Yeah, it is. Huh? Good job, man. Huh? There yeah. have been a well, few times where we had, we've had nothing. Yeah, well done. Just, you can tell that I have nothing if I'm like, we just got to play our game, man. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what they do. You gotta have your go-to. go out there and give 110%. You gotta have yeah. your go-tos. Yeah, uh, and in this one, I actually had information about the opponent. So you're welcome. Uh, as far as how we play, I don't see any reason to change what's been working. So we just need to play our game. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any reason to change what's been working. Um, I think that you'll probably. I, I've seen. All right, so Magnus is unavailable for this game because of yellow card accumulation. Indeed. So no Magnus playing in this game. Uh, I expect Nile to move into that 10 hole. And uh, he played out wide this past game. Sonny Johnny played out wide the game before that in that spot. I expect it to either be Sonny or George. But George and Luke have been so good coming off the bench. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really want to take him out of that. I'm not gonna lie, man. Whenever I see George Davis the fourth come off the bench, I I get a a veritable tidal wave of confidence come yeah. about me as a supporter. Yeah, I mean it's his experience. He's, like you come on, you feel automatically more comfortable. Like George has got this. No, absolutely. He's seen this a thousand times. And, that, and that's not that's not to you know make a slight towards Luke Spencer because he is uh, he he is a, a talent in and of his own right. But I, I will admit, his, his first touch could use a little bit of work. Yeah, I, that it, is sort of what it is at this point, though. Yeah. In I, his career, is kind of. But he's not. He's not that kind of player. We all like. You get. You get what you sign up for. I don't. I don't expect Luke you want Spencer. him to be a one or two touch player, not no. a guy who great. great gets I, I, I want to someone. be him a set piece threat in the air and a thunder thigh that's going to rocket the ball. You don't expect Luke to do a lot of dribbling. Like no. There's not a lot of like... No, but <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a potential matchup against Indy, I think someone that's in that striker position is going to have to have that ability. Yeah. And I think you know, heaven, heaven forbid we take it uh, in halftime down a goal or uh, obviously best case scenario up a goal or more. But if we're still at 65 minutes, if we're level nil-nil, 1-1, one, one, whatever the case may be, Luke, Luke would be the man to put on in that scenario. Yeah. And I have this, this may be a point of contention with present company, but I've said since the very beginning of my time as a Louisville City supporter that I genuinely think that pound for pound, our best player is Oscar Jimenez. Hey, I got no objection to that. There are a lot of people who would agree with you. Yeah, we get our we get ourselves in a position where Oscar can whip one in from about thirty yards out. Doesn't matter if they have eight men behind the ball. I trust that Luke, John, 
a few others, even even Niall. Niall, who is maybe an inch taller than I am. I stand a very stout five nine and a half, by the way, for those of you at home. Killing it. Uh, I, I, I think with Oscar's accuracy and his ability to put pace behind the ball, should we find ourselves in a draw, needing three points at the 65th, 70th minute mark, that, that's going to be the substitution to make. I, w- I, I would not... Oh, man. I would not start Luke against Indy. I think that at this point, it's starting to feel safe to say that Hack really likes Luke coming off the bench. I yeah. And I think that it's been the same thing. I think that you can feel... George, I'll be curious to see if he starts. Because the natural move is Nile going to the 10. And then you find you pick one of your wings to start. And maybe you go with George to play 65 minutes. But they've both been so good in that reserve role that... I, I'll be interested to see who they select to get that start, but I feel confident that Luke will start on the bench and will, whether we're ahead or behind or or tied, I bet you see Luke come on the field. Also because I think he's our best defensive striker. He's good at hold-up no, play. I, I agree yeah. with that 100%. He's good at hold-up play, and also he, man, we've had to milk the last two games, and the combos between George and Luke Go into the corner to oh, milk yeah. the milk of the game yeah. in the last few games. Luke's it's a pretty great. imposing figure. Yeah, like, and he's, he's very like, push me off the ball. Yeah, I dare go, you. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, and you're you know you're trying to keep up with Papano and Gonebi when he's yeah. healthy, and and then Luke comes on. And you're like now I have to deal with this. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I, I really like both of those guys as subs right now, and not that I don't like either of them to start in general, just that I really think they inject something into a late team yeah. no, they that's do. valuable. They do. I, I agree with you. Uh, so uh, that being said, otherwise, other than the question of who plays out on the right wing, I imagine we're going to run the same lineup, run the same lineup back out there. And that's only because Magnus isn't available. And then I would expect that if neither Paolo nor Brian are ready to come back the following week, that you'll still see that same lineup. Yeah. Uh, so that's it's nice to start having a little consistency. A little consistency about who's playing. Feels good. Yeah. We I think it does. We, I think through the first 25 games this season, we ran out there like 23 starting lineups. It was exhausting. Now we're starting to settle in. Settling in. Yeah, and it's difficult too to to uh, from Hackworth's position to formulate a chemistry between your players when you do have your endless amounts of starting lineups. I mean, it's it's one yeah. thing to be on the pitch during training, and you all work together. You're doing drills, you're doing set piece practices, but you can't you can't ever hope to have. A sustainable form of good chemistry between your players if you change the lineup and I, I, I do it's I'm not trying to disparage hack in any way shape sure. or form I realize that he has had a lot to deal with as far as injuries I mean obviously this coming week we have Magnus off on yellow card suspension yep. which I think as a formal former player myself I will say I think that is a hogwash rule it's tough it's a it's punishing tough. guy it's later tough. for stuff that's happened over the course of 17 weeks it's or a whatever. Con- it's, it's a contact Paco only needs one more. Yeah. And Paco's already it's, had it's, two or it's, whatever it it's is. It's tough, especially you know someone like Magnus who's an attacking player. You don't – if you watch Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, it doesn't matter. You, you don't 
necessarily expect an attacking player to accumulate yellow cards. Yeah. But what Hack asked them to do includes tracking back and pressing high. And I love that. And Mag and Maggie is vital for doing that. Absolutely. Magram gets after the point of attack in a really effective way when he's in his zone. Absolutely. You'll see him disengage sometimes. Yep. And that's that's the that's the frustrating part about Maggie. Right. But when he's locked in, man, he is a menace. And especially in terms of attacking the point of attack. Those center backs are like, I don't want to have to pass this ball backwards, but I guess I have to. Yeah. And you do that enough times, eventually you flub one and he gets a goal. Eventually you send one out of bounds and we get a free possession. That's what he brings to us. No. I love that. I love I love having offensive players on our team that will brandish their horns and go balls to the wall. Which is it's, part it's, of what Luke brings when he comes onto the bench late. Oh yeah. As you feel confident that he is going to cause that kind of dissension. Yeah. Um, I think that Hopano and John in particular are way more focused on getting forward. And they're good at it. But they're way more focused on coming forward. And if the ball's in front of them, they want to attack it. They don't love tracking backwards. Abdu's doing a really nice job of it lately, and Hopano's better at it in the middle than he was out on the wing, I feel. But Luke is a maestro at that in terms of, you're seeing him right now track back past midfield, which is unusual for a striker to come that far backwards other than on set pieces, and he's doing a great job. Uh, let's see here. You got a uh, you got a prediction. I'll start you. Nipun says 1-1. Another 1-1 draw for yeah. this game. That's Nipun's prediction. We'll start with Graham. What do you got for this game? I'm saying 2-1 to the good guys. Woo! Wow. Love it. I'm saying yeah. big win. I'm going to say be a big win. I'm saying because of the eight men stacked behind the ball, game-winning goal will come in the form of a penalty. Love it. Love it. Frankly, we're due one against Indy, I feel. Aren't we, though? Yeah. Because they got a cheap one last year. Yeah. We got a cheap one in the playoff game last year. But they got eight cheap ones in the 1926 clash. Yeah, that's true. And so I, mean, I feel like we're still behind. Everybody forgets yeah. about that game. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. They do. And it, it's hard. Because, uh, you know, the game ended with only nine players total on the total, field. It was yeah. four on five. It was yeah. rough. Uh, all right. So, Andy, what kind of uh, prediction do you have for us? Um, I'm going to go one nothing. One nil? Good guys. Good guys. I'm shocked guys. by that part. Yeah, I know. So you think we get another shutout? I think it's going to be a tough game, obviously. But I think it's – we're like – I think we're, we're getting into a point where we know – We've always known how to grind in a game. Yeah. The best way that I can put this is that it feels like we're at a point where we know how to grind successfully. We are. It feels like this team is really settling into a, uh, we're going to get a fucking win. Yeah. And that's sort of it. Like, we don't really care how we get there. Pretty goal, awesome. We get a couple of those. Ugly goal, fine. We'll take those. Yeah. Penalty and a cheap, I don't care. Whatever. Let's get a win. Hack even said. It Hack matters said not. He, when he first start, got hired to this team, Hack said, I don't care how it, how it happens. Let's go get a win. I want the win. Three I points is three points. Like. And uh, I think that this, to me, this is sort of a gimme game for us. This is sort of a, I think everybody sort of accepts if you get a loss here. You're coming off four wins. Indy is 
the best points per game team in the league. I know they're not sitting at the top of the table, but points per game, they're number one. Uh, it's a good game. It's a good team. We sort of eked out a tough draw against yeah. them on the road last time. We did. You can, you can see how this might be a loss. And so I think any points we get in this game is just like, great. I'll take a, I'll take a draw and run. And I'll take a win and dance. You know, it's yeah. that kind of game to me. Now, I picture, I don't know why, I have the feeling that stuff's going to break down in this game. That I think that emotion... Like facilities? No. Yeah, I think Slugger <laughs> Field burns. Sprinklers go off. And I was in. I want to figure it. Concerns that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have a feeling that, like... Both of these teams are playing really disciplined, quality soccer right now. I got a weird feeling that somebody breaks. Yeah. Somebody just sort of has a game where they go, oh, crap. I, I imagine, and I'm not even going to make a prediction, but I think that somebody loses by two or more. Really? This game. Really? I think that it turns into a butt whooping just because somebody's spirit breaks. Yeah. Well, based, based on your, your prediction, do you think both men f- finish with... No, eleven hit. I think pitch? somebody's got to walk. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's going to be off the pitch. All right, I'll I'll leave I'll leave the rest to the imagination. Yeah. but I'm going to get chippy. Uh, it's, I can it's, see it getting chippy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. Oh, started oh, like this. You went and played on that giant field in Indy and had all kinds of room to roam, and it was a tough, competitive, good one-one draw. And now you're just Indy in a- dominated the first. We dominated the second. Yeah. It was a good. Ma- and now you put them into the. Meat grinder yeah. Yeah. in Slugger. To hell with you. Go take a corner kick against yeah. the center field wall yeah, in exactly. Indiana. And get suddenly us. people get angry and upset, and there's a bad tackle. Yeah. And it might be us. It very yeah. well might. But I'm saying I think that somehow this game gets out of hand, and it's a weird feeling I've got. I hope it's not us. I think if you're us, you encourage, like, knowing that, I think if you're us, you encourage that in the Maybe sure. Maybe a little well, extra that's a, taunt. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's a Nile play right there. That's absolutely that's a Nile McCabe play. All right, uh, let's talk to Graham a minute before okay. we get on to purple stuff. Graham, Aww. no, no, thanks, man. Graham, <laughs> Paul's Fruit Market. Yes. Absolutely. How long have you been there? Uh, it was actually uh, two years yesterday, and it is a staple in Louisville. I mean, it's like it's a, it's a fundamental. Everyone in Louisville is aware of. Paul's Fruit Market. Yeah, man. How, how'd you end up there? Well, to be honest with you, I was working for another local restaurant group. I had my uh, week's vacation come up. Uh, my smoking hot brunette girlfriend, uh, Nicole Roth. Never heard of it. And I went to uh, went to uh, the Outer Banks with the family for a nice vacation. And we were on our way back. It, at the time, I knew I was ready to leave the uh, the restaurant side of the food service industry and I'd created an, an Indeed app, resume, polished sure. up, up you know, the whole nine and we were on our way back from the Outer Banks and we stopped somewhere about halfway through Virginia on our way back to Louisville and I had to stop to use the restroom. Sure. Happened to coincide. This is a detailed yeah. story about how you ended yeah. up there, brother. Yeah. I had I had to <laughs> I had to empty my tank. We had to fill the car's tank up. Sure. She volunteered to drive. Long story short, I'm in the passenger seat. Pull up my Indeed app. Come across the Paul's Fruit job. Apply. 
my supervisor, Ben, who is one of the generous individuals that has led us to the sponsorship Love of Scouse's House. Love it. Contacted me within 48 hours, had a solid interview, and here we sit. All right. And so you help bring a couple of things. One, you bring Paul's Fruit Market to Scouse's House in terms of uh, that partnership. Yes, indeed. And also, you were instrumental in the uh, partnership between Paul's Fruit Market and Louisville City. Is that right? Oh, yeah. So uh, you and Brad Gordon work out a really cool deal that involves uh, fruit coming to the players. Yeah, Brad. Great guy. So uh, I I don't know if the, the casual fan knows this, but every week, massively important for athletes of any kind is potassium and calcium on the on the day of games. Bananas. And Paul's Fruit Market supplies bananas to the players for game day. And, man, they go through a case of them a week. Yes, which is approximately 200 bananas, 40 pounds, whatever you want to equate You're that to. You're talking about 20-something players crushing 200 bananas. Do the math yourself. Yep. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we are humbled by the opportunity from one Louisville institution, one old school Louisville institution to a new school one, we would like to consider ourselves the humble patron saints of the potassium potassium laden <laughs> halftime snack that keeps our boys in purple free from lactic acid. Thank goodness. It's, yes, yes now, indeed. I, I will say that I am actually personally a little annoyed about the partnership, but that is only because for the first uh, most of the weeks of this season, I send an intern to go and get the bananas each week. And uh, my intern that did that has uh, moved on. TC, I love you. I miss you. Uh, but now I have to go and pick Aww. up bananas. And so uh, I, I leave work and go grab the bananas to make sure that our boys get what they need. You're now the from banana boy. You're the team banana boy. Which is what everyone wants to be known as. <laughs> but, you know, no, they, but they are some good-looking bananas, I'll tell you this. And I will admit also that if we lose a game because somebody is a step slow, it might be because occasionally I'll steal a banana on my way out. I'll steal yeah. one. Bastard. I know. I'll take it right out of the case. The guys never know. They never know. Here they do. When they cramp up on the field. Remember when Oscar had those cramps the other day like he was shot? Probably my fault. Uh, Come on, dude. You need to go in there at halftime and shake a finger like the old Nana. Did you eat your banana? Did you eat your banana? Which I'm sure they would love. So... (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, if I stepped foot in the locker room during a game... I'm say, all of these people who generally I feel like like me would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yep. Get out of here. I've been F-bomb friendly tonight. Yeah, you but, have. Uh, yeah, they would not be excited to see me. Graham even asked if we could curse on the show. And I, I, gave like, them, uh, I did. I was trying to be polite. I slipped, I, was, I slipped one or two in there. It's, it's, it, it, it happens. Uh, you are a noted big-time Liverpool fan. You are currently in a Reds jersey. Yes, Big Daddy Virgil. Now, was this your, was Liverpool your introduction to soccer fanhood? I know you've always played, but beyond playing, were you always a soccer watching fan? Did you come to that late in life? How'd that work out for you? I I have always been a soccer fan. I, admittedly, um, there are so many people that will be mad at me by admitting this on Oh, on air. I I have to admit, growing up on my old 
my parents' old box TV, the you know the the 250 pound yep, one that absolutely. sat on the ground that had the dial and channels and everything. Way back in the mid 90s, when they first started showing Premier League games periodically on ESPN, yeah. bigger games, um, I watched Manchester United. Hell yeah! Because that was, that was all they would broadcast. That was all they would broadcast. Oh, I was 14 years old and I didn't have the internet. I didn't know any better. Please don't hate me. <laughs> See, I had that same experience and I became an Arsenal fan for that same reason. They played a lot of Arsenal games and Arsenal kicked ass back then. And so I watched them and I was like, this is great. I had no idea what was awaiting me 20 years later. Like, I didn't realize what they were going to do to me. <laughs> Much like what Mo Salah did to David Luiz last week. Oh. So uh, I, oh. I don't really want to talk about it. I'm just saying that uh, I'm aware. Uh, you're a, are you a member of uh, Louisville Reds? Is I am. A, I thought I am. that you were. Uh, it's a cool organization amongst Scouse's House folks. It's not unusual to be a Liverpool fan. Uh, Graham falls in line with that. You can usually find Graham Saturday mornings out at Molly Malone's in the Highlands. Yes. Enjoying a uh, Liverpool match and a delicious breakfast. Yes, full Irish. Uh, you go full Irish? I go full Irish. I like that black pudding, man, and my bangers and my rasher bacon. I have, I have to have it. At Molly's on a Saturday morning, I'm a steak and eggs man. They're steak and eggs. Phenomenal. That's fair. Phenomenal. That is fair. Essentially, you're getting all the same amounts of yeah, protein I mean, and carbs. It's just a matter of how do you choose to get it. Yeah. And what do you choose to pay for I'll, it? I'll drink to that. All right. And uh, while we're drinking, let's move on to some purple stuff. Since yeah. we're having purple stuff. Uh, you got any news or notes from Scouse's house, Andy? No tailgate. No tailgate. It's a Friday. People Friday. work. It's tough. No tailgate. There will be tailgates. So if you are so inclined to join people yeah. and have a beer, get yeah, out there. Early. But no official no Scouse's, Scouse's House tailgate. tailgate. Again, get on out and watch the Power mm-hmm. Soccer game if you get a chance. Yep. That's exciting and fun. Uh, nobody on the team of the week this week. No goal of the week for our bizarre tap-in. Our weird. Uh, no save of the week, seeing as how North Carolina put no shots on frame. Yep. Uh, not a lot of news on the loose city front. Where are we? How far out is Paolo? What can you tell? What can you tell us? Uh, I can tell you that he is training. I can't tell you at what level he's training. Okay. I can't tell you how many weeks out he is. Okay. But I can tell you that it's not like he's watching practice. Okay. Brian Ombi about the same? I can't say anything about Brian Ombi. Oh, that makes me uh, sad. Uh, uh, I understand. Uh, I understand. Head injury completely. of any kind, it's got to be treated extremely no, carefully. He's, he's, like I said, he's my taller, skinnier, much more physically fit twin brother. He is. Funny. And, uh, we, I, and I can't wait to see him back out on the field. And uh, I feel like it's reasonable to say everyone expects him to be back out on the field. Yes, uh, I can't go beyond that because, uh, frankly, because of HIPAA laws and because no, I, uh, all kinds of stuff. So. Well, I will, I will diffuse the awkwardness here, and I will tell you before we wrap up one quick funny anecdote about Brian Ombi. Two years ago, before we won the title against Swope Park at home, loved that game. I was there for that. Oh yeah, the, the day before, <laughs> the day before, I actually happened to have a meeting for work down in the part of town by Slugger Field. Park my car, walk over. Who should I happen to see walking on the street? And Brian on me himself. Walk up to him. Nicest guy in the world. Of course. Nicest guy in the world. And again, 
as I said earlier, it, it's really nice and it affirms your belief and your passion as a supporter when you meet. And he's not there. I've met Oscar and Dobro and other people briefly, albeit, but met them. When you, when you when you meet these people out about town, they're dudes, just normal dudes, just like yeah. us. Yeah. They happen to be like chiseled by the gods, well-sculpted mm. professional athletes, but sure. they're, they're normal dudes like us, but they're also nice and humble and friendly and easy to talk to yeah. as long as you don't bug them and whatever. But I couldn't help myself. In the moment, with Brian Ombi, totally fanboyed, went up, shook his hand, and I couldn't think of anything else to say other than, man, I appreciate your hard work. Break a leg tomorrow. And then he broke his leg. He did not break oh, his okay. leg. He was going in for treatment. <laughs> and then the next night, I was, I think the statute of limitations has expired, if there is such a thing, on uh, pitch rushing. But I was one of the jerks that rushed pitch that night. Same. Yeah. Same. And, and they still hired me. <laughs> I, I, I happened to have a uh, cigar in my jacket pocket that night. Nice. That I was saving for myself because I had a feeling. I knew enough about Swope Park going into that final match that I felt confident that the day would be ours. Yep. Didn't want to get cocky. I had it to smoke as a victory cigar or as a commiseration with my glass Fresh of bourbon at the end of the evening. But we rushed the pitch, still had my jacket on. One of the first people I see when I rush onto the pitch happened to be Brian Obi. And in the moment, it felt right to hand him the cigar. Yeah, the cigar. And nice. if you happen to follow Brian Ombi on Twitter, that's so true. His Twitter profile picture is him piggybacking someone. I can't remember who it is, yeah. but he has that cigar in his mouth. That was all me. That's cool. I, I hope no one will hold it against me that I gave a tobacco product to one of our most prolific offensive. I don't have any cool stories. <laughs> That's a pretty freaking cool story. That is a cool story. He story. wasn't going to have a game for another two months. It's okay. In your defense, Andy, you do have cool stories. You nicknamed Sean Tosh. That's a pretty cool story. You nicknamed himself. No. I mean, you guys talked about it, and you were like, we'll call yeah. you that. It was a thing. But, and, uh... But I back up Graham in the notion that I was, you know, as fanboy as it gets last year. And we're, we're interviewing these guys, and Andy and I would really sit down to interview the players and be like, <laughs> Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. And now I work for the team, and so I, I run into the. I mean, I don't we'll go to practice. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not bothering them. We don't run into each other all day, every day. The guys aren't hanging out in the office. But I mean, I see these guys on a regular basis. They know who I am, I know who they are. We're friendly. I'm just barely not a fanboy now. Like, I'll, I'll, I've traveled with the team, and even then I'm like, I'm sitting on the plane next to Sean Francis. <laughs> you know, you wanna, you wanna talk about stuff? Will you sign my peanuts? Like, you know, it's just, I have a hard time with it, and I'm around them a lot. And the reason I still have a hard time with it is because they are all truly good guys. Oh, yeah. One of the things that I give both Hack and O'Connor credit for is that the players that are on this team are high-character guys. And if you're not a high-character guy, they get rid of you. They don't have any interest in you being around. You are not a, a decent teammate and a good dude. 
And uh, so huge credit to the the culture that's been built for this team. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. as good as absolutely. it's as good as advertised. Evan, don't ever lose that man. I I really can't imagine that I will. I I, I, I just I I cannot emphasize enough how important it is in, in my sort of orbital experience as a sponsor, whatever you want to call it, with this team. It, it, it's very, 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 very nice and comforting to know that the people that we choose to support week in and week out, even in the offseason, we follow them, we keep up with them, we know what they're doing, that they're they're just good dudes. They are. And it, 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 it's much easier to pour your love into something when you know the people genuinely deserve it. Not just as football players, but as human beings. It's, it, on the whole, it, I feel like it, it makes our city a greater place. I agree with that, and I say kudos on that call. Yeah. Uh, I think we're probably winding down at this point. It's been a really nice show. It's been fun talking with Graham and Andy. I do want to say uh, to, the, to the public at large, I want to apologize to Lucity Chickens, which is a great Twitter follow. If you're not following Lucity Chickens, you're making a horrible mistake because uh, the chicken content is top notch. Taking from Lucity Chickens. Taking note, uh, they're one of the sort of established fans. They used to be in Lucity Guardians. He was the Lucity Batman, okay. Andy, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, is now okay. Loose City Chickens. All right, Squawk that, City, I believe, is the actual. Yeah, that's yeah. ringing a very familiar bill. And uh, I got to meet with him today, and my intention tonight was to sort of talk about Loose City traditions a little bit during our banter section. I was going to talk about Lippa FC, and I was going to talk about the Groove Machine, and I was yep. going to talk about some of the, the more notable fans in the crowd. So you're talking about the James Pizzolatto, the King. You're talking about uh, Jack Sparrow. You're talking about Loose City Chickens. Yeah. You're talking about stuff that's noteworthy about the fan culture. Right. And uh, I met with him today because I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I wanted to tell him I apologize that we didn't get a real chance to go deeper into this because I got a lot of cool information from him. And I think instead of just sort of uh, butchering it, I say we invite him on the show sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. And have a chat with him uh, instead of me trying to relay that in the last 40 seconds of this podcast. No, I'll, I'll be your first listener. Uh, absolutely. Probably only listener. Which is Oh, But no, we have a great time doing this pod. And seriously, I know we were self-deprecating about it a lot. But there are a couple of hundred of you guys that listen to us yeah. every week. And that is freaking ridiculous to Andy and I. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's and uh, so thanks so much, uh, Graham Thompson. Thanks very much for being on the show tonight. Andy, safe travels out to Florida. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sorry, Florida. <laughs> Jesus. I honestly, I think I just had a stroke. Like a little one. <laughs> like a, a little tiny, one. The tiniest of strokes. It was more like a stroke. Yeah. I had yeah. a stroke. Uh, uh, safe travels on the way out to New York. Um, I will make sure that my wife goes over and takes care of your Please very, do. very pregnant wife. Please do. Uh, guys, enjoy the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest. If you haven't gone and seen the Louisville City videos oh that we've God. been doing about the mockumentaries, those have been a lot of fun. They're pretty great. Uh, I'm proud of the team for putting that together because it's pretty cool. Go out and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, make your own memories. Share them on Twitter. Hashtag Lipa FC Lipask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy the hell out of it. And uh, I can only think of one decent way to end any podcast. 
And that's by saying our normal two words, which are very sort, very simple. Go City.